Hello you guys, welcome or welcome back to my podcast. I hope you're having the best day ever. It's currently a Sunday and I'm recording this from my bed. I'm having just the most chill day ever. I woke up in the morning, I had a quick workout. I did like 30 minutes of Pilates and then I got ready, we headed to lunch. It was my husband's birthday yesterday so we were celebrating, it was so nice. The weather was amazing. We walked everywhere trying to get our steps in and had the best meal ever with friends and then we walked back. Now I'm here recording. London is so beautiful when it's nice out. I swear, if it was like that the whole year round, I would never leave. I absolutely love just like the sun and walking everywhere and just like being outside and having the beautiful sunshine shining through my house. I'm a person that gets really affected from the weather. So whenever it's nice and bright, I'm always feeling so energized. It's just the best feeling ever. It literally can't compare with anything. I am so freaking scared of scary movies. Like I can't even watch a scary commercial without being scared. I will do absolutely everything in my power to avoid a scary movie. I just, I hate watching scary movies because then I'm scared the whole entire night. I'm scared the next day. I feel like it like lowers my vibration. But because it was my husband's birthday, I agreed to watch Scream with him. And honestly, I liked it. Most definitely closed my eyes during the scary parts. But other than that, I really liked it. I swear, if you guys want like weeks and days off, you should move to the UK. There's so many bank holidays and like days where you like don't work and tomorrow's one of them. It's so nice. It's so chill. I feel like whenever my British friends compare their days off that they get with their American friends, it's like the craziest thing. In America, days off are very limited, but in the UK, you get like 25 days, I think, a year and then you get bank holidays as well. So it's definitely really, really nice working here. So I'm going to try and see my sister tomorrow and maybe go for a walk. I've been like laying low. I've been taking it easy and preparing because in a week and a bit, I'm leaving. I'm going to Italy for my wedding. I'm so freaking excited but also very nervous. There's a lot to do and plan and we're just doing things every single day and making decisions but it's fun. It's so crazy to think that in two weeks like everything is going to be done and we're going to be back in London and just like something that you've anticipated for like over a year to be like here and over. It's just so crazy. Something you've worked so hard towards and put your soul and everything and just to see it happen is so freaking exciting and and it's just it's everything and I'm gonna do a whole Q&A on everything and how I did it all and how I planned every single thing while not being in Italy which I think is definitely hard it's easier planning an event I think when you're in the same city as you know the event is taking place but after it's over I'm gonna do a whole Q&A and answer all of your questions I thought for today's episode I could answer some more questions and just talk about everything because I did get amazing questions last time and I definitely want to answer some more so let's do this. Let's start with the first one I see. I always start with the first one and it's how to deal with exam stress. I get so nervous. I start breaking out. Oh my god, that is one thing I don't fucking miss for the world. Like being back in school and being stressed about exams. It's honestly the worst pain ever and the worst stress ever. And trust me, I fully feel for you. It is the absolute worst. I swear I would get panic attacks. I was really bad with dealing with that type of stress. It would literally consume my life and I felt like I couldn't breathe. I feel like that was a sign that like school was definitely not for me but I 
vividly remember in my last semester, I would literally meditate every single day, like without fail. I would meditate every single day for 15 to 20 minutes. And I swear it helped so much. And my performance was amazing. I know like everyone says, oh, you should definitely meditate. But especially when you're going through a period in your school where you're having like a lot of stress and exams, meditation is going to be your best friend. And it doesn't need to be some sort of like woo-woo thing where you just like try and sit and think about nothing. I like guided meditations. There's many apps that you can use. I love Mimi's app, which is called Superhuman. And she has so many like guided meditations and specifically about exams. And just trust me, try it out. Try it out just during your exam period. Do it just during those days and you're going to see a huge change. Another thing I did um, during those days is I stopped drinking coffee. I completely stopped drinking coffee and I replaced it with tea and I would just have like some green tea if I needed a little bit of caffeine. But I literally was drinking so much coffee and it would give me the worst anxiety. I was literally shaking. So that was one thing I stopped. Another thing I did is I would never, ever, ever pull an all-nighter. I was very strict when it came to my schedule and I knew that there was a time that I needed everything done and I wanted to be very punctual. So by like 10 p.m. I knew everything was done and I really made sure to prioritize sleep and make sleep my number one because your whole mood changes when you have a good night's sleep. You focus better, you think better, you're way less stressed, you perform better. If you want your car to take you from destination A to destination B, you need fuel, you need to be fully charged and it's the same with you. We often forget to charge ourselves and we need that sleep. Especially if you're young, if you have exams, you're probably in school, you need to sleep. It's such an important part of you performing well. Another thing is never skipping meals, making sure you have your three meals a day. Even if you don't have time, make sure you're eating. Again, eating is going to help you perform better. Try and eat healthy, try and eat a lot of veggies. I know chocolate helps with concentration. Limit screen time. So try and be on your phone the least amount of time and do the work. When you know better, you do better. So the more prepared you are, the less stress hopefully you'll have because you're going to be like, I know this. I'm comfortable because I know this. I'm, I can do this. And I wish you all the luck in the world. I know you can do this. And to anyone who's, you know, starting their exam period or is going through it, like, trust me, you got this. Please don't let it consume you. Your life is just starting, but give it your all. Do the best you can do and that's all you can do the best another question is where do i start with a jewelry collection i think you want to start by investing in good pieces i swear if i could have all the money that i spend in freaking zara and h&m jewelry which i still buy sometimes like i love zara jewelry especially for their more like eccentric like statement earrings i love those but when i was in high school i would always buy like h&m like little dainty like you know earrings and necklaces and bracelets and that like that is not good quality you'll wear that stuff like what two times and then they're going to start getting all rusty and like you can't wear it anymore so it's really not worth it my tip would be start saving money and then you don't want to go to like the big companies where everything is so expensive like cartier and tiffany's and all that that can come later on i would go and find the tiny like old jewelry stores in your city the ones that have been around for like years and years they look old on the outside they look old in the inside it's just a display in the front nothing fancy but everything is like 
like real gold. And I always find in places like that, the prices are always reasonable and you get real gold that never turns green. And it's just the best place to shop. You're also supporting small businesses. And I promise you in places like that, you're going to find pieces that absolutely nobody has. Like really, really cool, unique, special pieces. So if you want to start your jewelry collection, I would start there. I would start by going to a really nice jewelry shop instead of going like straight to Cartier. And start with your everyday pieces. I love rings, so maybe start with a nice gold ring, like a simple band. Or another jewelry piece that I think is so timeless and so beautiful is a tennis bracelet. It's one of those things that you will pass down to your daughter. That's the excuse I tell myself when I buy something expensive. I'm like, it is a generational purchase. I'm going to give this to my daughter. Tennis bracelets are so timeless. They literally go with every single outfit. They are so classy, so elegant. You're going to wear them now until you're freaking 80. Same goes with like the simplest diamond studs. And they do not need to be real diamonds. A tennis necklace. Start from really timeless pieces and then build your collection to more eclectic stuff. Also, I love when people mix and match like gold and silver. I'm not the best at doing that. So I like to stick to gold. So find what you like most and then do that. Or if you want to do both, obviously you can do both. Another question I love is tips for staying consistent and not burning out. Burnouts are real, especially if you push yourself and you push your body to a limit that it just doesn't feel comfortable and we see it all the freaking time. That's why I always preach practicing soft, gentle love towards yourself and just being yourself's number one fan, treating your body like a temple and always, always, always listening to your body. If you wake up one day and you're like, okay, I told myself I was going to go to the gym today, but you feel exhausted and your muscles are aching and you just don't feel like going to the gym, don't go to the gym. We're often so hard on ourselves for absolutely no reason. It's okay to take some days off. It's okay not to stick to that strict program that you've set yourself to. It's okay to just lay in bed for a whole full day and just recharge. Watch your favorite shows and order takeout. I literally do it all the freaking time. My tips for preventing a burnout, I've said it before, but getting enough sleep. Make sure you're sleeping. Your body needs it. Your brain needs it. Your life needs it. So make sure you're getting enough sleep. Make sure you're keeping yourself hydrating. You're drinking enough water. You're taking your vitamins. You're taking your supplements. Also, start setting some boundaries. Start setting boundaries with work. Stop letting work consume you. It's not who you are. It's part of your life, yes, but it's okay not to let work consume you. Also, start setting boundaries with yourself. If you're feeling like they're being too pushy and you need, you know, your own time to be you and do whatever you want to do. At the start of the day, have your to-do list, write everything that needs to be done. And if something doesn't get done, it's okay for you to move that onto the next day. You absolutely deserve to work in a healthy environment. Another thing is make sure you're moving your body. I'm not telling you to work out six times a week. That's very unrealistic. But make sure you're taking breaks and make sure you're walking. Like make sure you're putting on a podcast. You're going on your walk for like 20 minutes a day. It doesn't need to be more than that. Make sure you're moving in your body you're getting lots and lots of daylight and sun listen to what your body needs literally schedule your time to just take time for yourself schedule that time to meditate schedule that time to make a phone call and just like talk to a friend for like 20 minutes 
Another thing I would suggest is every single time you feel overwhelmed and you feel very, very burned out, start to write that down. Start monitoring like when that's starting. Keep track of those moments because that's going to help you find the root of the problem. Once you know exactly where it's coming from, just try and see if you can eliminate that. I'm not sure if I've answered that already, but it's would you feel comfortable with your partner going clubbing? All I'm going to say is if your partner wants to cheat, if that's who they are and they are cheaters, they could literally go to the supermarket and they're going to cheat. But if someone is loyal to their core, you can put them in a strip club and they're not even going to do anything because that's just not who they are. Trust is number one. You need to be able to trust your partner in any scenario. If you feel like your partner is going to do something they shouldn't by going clubbing, then maybe they shouldn't be your partner because trust me, you deserve someone who you feel so confident and so secure with that you don't care what they do and where they go. You just know that that's your person and they will always do the right thing. Even if you think that that's hard to find and you'll never find that, trust me, I am telling you that you will. Next question is how often do you work out and what workouts do you do when you do work out? I like to work out around like three times a week when I'm trying to be good and I like to do a mixture of things. I absolutely love Pilates. I love mat Pilates and I will literally put on like a YouTube video of a really good mat Pilates. I love Move with Nicole. She's my absolute favorite and I'll do like 30 minutes and it's in my house. It's so easy. And I absolutely love doing that. I also love going on long walks, putting on a podcast and just like walking. I feel like that's a really good workout, especially you get like 10,000 steps or just a short walk. I also love lifting weights. So sometimes I'll do that. I haven't done that in a while, but I do love lifting weights. I also love doing cardio. I love doing the Stairmaster. And just during the day, I like to stay active. Like I like going on walks and doing stuff. I feel like it also keeps me very sane. Next question is how do I deal with my friends partners who I can't stand that is very tricky especially if they're close and trust me I have been in your position I've been in relationships where their friends I just like I did not like one bit you just have to remind yourself that his friends are his friends they don't need to be your friends you're always going to be cordial you're always going to be nice and polite because that is who you are but that absolutely does not mean that you need to be besties you don't need to be texting every single day you can just be polite when you see them and that's it sometimes you could also be wrong it's just that you don't know them i've had this where i was like i don't know how i feel about them but it was just that i hadn't met them properly and i just got to know them and then i really liked them so also give them a chance get to know them and try and keep an open mind definitely don't go to your partner and start talking shit about them because that is not the way to go and number one is do not let it impact your relationship their friendship has absolutely nothing to do with your relationship you can talk about it with your boyfriend in a constructive way don't try and attack him don't try to make him feel bad and just be like you can have your boys nights with your boys with your guys like you know it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be there with them all the time how to stop being embarrassed i think it all comes down to realizing that nobody cares as much as you do about yourself because they're all too busy caring about themselves and being in their head about what they're doing and they're too busy to look at what you're doing so even if something happens and you feel absolutely mortified most likely they're not going to remember it I also find the less serious you take yourself, the better it is. Like if you make a joke about something, if something embarrassing happened and you just like laugh about it, then I feel like it makes everything better and way less awkward. And if something embarrassing happened at the end of the day, it's in the past. It's now done. It's gone. And don't dwell on it. Don't think about it before you go to bed every single night because I've definitely been there. and know that it's probably just you thinking so much about it. 
how do you deal with wedding drama? That is a good question. I don't even know if I have the answer to that because whoever has planned or is planning a big wedding, they know that there's always going to be drama. And that might come from family, that might come from people and their plus ones, that might come from so many factors. And you just got to know that it's just part of it. It's part of planning a wedding. There's always going to be drama. There's always going to be people that will try and make it about themselves. People who love drama and they just like want to bring it into your wedding. But at the end of the day, this is your biggest day. This is, you know, one of those days that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. So whatever drama comes your way, you just have to shake it off and keep it moving and know that it's just a fun party and you want to be present and you want to fully enjoy it and not have to think about anyone else other than you and your husband. If you want to minimize drama as much as possible, I do suggest, you know, having a very small guest list and maybe just doing it you and your family and just very, very close friends. But if you want a big wedding, you just have to know that it's going to be part of it. You're going to have to keep it moving and truly try and enjoy it. It's all about staying calm, knowing you got this. And most importantly, don't let it consume you. Please don't let it ruin your whole entire day because it's a magical day and you should be present. What are some beauty and fashion pieces that are worth investing in? I'm going to start with beauty. And I think that beauty wise, the only thing that's really worth investing in is skincare. Having a beautiful foundation and by foundation I mean your skin that is all that matters. After that the makeup can be drugstore and it's going to work and it's going to be fine but skincare is so important. Think about it as a house. When you're building a house you want the foundation to be good. Then the furniture you can get Ikea it's not a big deal but you want the foundation to be beautiful and strong and sturdy and it's the same thing for your skin. You want the foundation, you want your skin to look its best. I actually think drugstore makeup is amazing and it's the same quality as high-end makeup especially now I didn't think that like 10 years ago but nowadays drugstore makeup has advanced so much that it's as good as the high-end versions so when it comes to beauty definitely skincare is worth investing in and depending on the concern you have definitely go see a doctor but if it's acne invest in really good products that help combat acne or dryness get really hydrating products but I definitely think skincare is worth it not to say that drugstore skincare isn't good there's amazing brands like the ordinary is amazing CeraVe is great there's so many that are huge hits you can find lots of them on TikTok but whenever I buy really nice products for my skin like Murad and Caudalie and Drunk Elephant my skin always thanks me when it comes to fashion I would suggest investing in really timeless pieces and pieces that you can wear in many different ways and they'll always look very chic and stylish for example a really nice quality blazer that is not too baggy because the baggy fit is very trendy now but might not be trendy in a few years but not really tight either just like a nice medium a nice black leather bag something that you can wear with so many outfits something that matches everything a good pair of white sneakers again it just makes an outfit look so polished when they're nice and clean but also very comfortable a pair of jeans that you feel so confident in and they fit like a glove a nice black pair of heels that again can and go with every single outfit and they're your go-to night out heels that you wear all the time. A very, very simple and classic style. A mini black dress, very simple, just like a mini black dress. Again, you can wear this in so many different ways. You can wear it with a belt and high heels. You can wear it with sneakers. You can wear it with a blazer. So many different ways to style a little black dress, but it's so classic. A pair of pants that is so tailored to your exact measurements that always looks so stunning on you. I have a couple of those pants and I I swear they just make every outfit look so freaking good because they're 
tailored exactly on my body and I think that's so flattering. So having a pair like that in your wardrobe is key because you can just wear like a nice Zara top and just sneakers and it just looks so polished and beautiful. There's something about having pieces that are tailored to your body that will always look so timeless and classic and elegant. I've tried to switch my style recently and it was kind of like subconscious in the beginning because I just gravitated towards different style of clothes than what I was used to but I'm just loving timeless pieces and stuff that I can wear again and again stuff that I can mix and match and just sticking to tones and colors that I know look really good with my skin tone and my hair and opting for more neutral tones and stuff that just looks good all year round instead of buying like the really trendy stuff that looks good for a season or two and then you get bored of them and then you just donate it or whatever I've decided to just start choosing stuff that I know that I'm going to wear for years and years to come because that also means that you buy less stuff even if you spend a little more than you would normally spend on buying something you know from a fast fashion website you spend a little more money but you buy better quality stuff and you buy way less stuff and then it just makes you getting dressed and getting ready way easier way faster because everything matches with each other and it's all really simple and classic and classic silhouettes and it all kind of looks good together if that makes sense. I just love the idea of that. So that is my end goal to just have pieces that I can rewear and wear in different ways and are classic. And then of course if you have like an event or you're going to a wedding you can buy something for that occasion. It's nice to have a little color in your closet but also for every day I really like neutrals and just like simple stuff. I think I've answered enough questions. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and are having the best day whenever wherever you're listening to this. I can't wait to speak to you again next week. I love you.